This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Science, exercise, nutrition, health, energy, passion. One year, no beer. This is the One Year No Beer podcast, where you will find all the latest tips, tricks, and hacks for a way to live better. Today's podcast is with someone who's made me laugh a lot over the last couple of years, um, Jerry Lyons, who's a real character. I got to know him through his One Year No Beer adventure. He then came to train with me on a mastermind. And actually, he's unleashed all of this goodness into his life. You know, the classic losing weight, getting fit, powering up his career, having his best ever year in terms of his business. But he's also unearthed this creative side in him that he didn't know existed. And that's to write children's books. And we're going to dive a bit deeper into this over the course of this podcast, but I know you're going to enjoy it. There's so many parallels and similarities with many of you on your alcohol-free adventure. And to see Jerry out the other side, achieving and achieving big and finding meaning and purpose, is just so powerful. And talking of books, just to let you know, my second book is out. It's on pre-order now on Amazon. It's called Let's Do This. Let's Do This. It's on pre-order on Amazon. Go and click on it. Go and purchase it. If you can, get the orders up a bit so that Waterstones and all these big publishers and bookshops come along and say, oh, I'll put that on the shelves. It will be out around the 26th of December 2019, so later this year. But if you get a chance to check it out, it's all my latest and greatest learning about motivation and mindset. And especially for those people a bit further on their alcohol-free adventure, this is the thing that's going to give you that glimpse into the future that's going to unlock your best self. It's going to show you the structure, the planning, the preparation, the momentum that you need to achieve big in life above and beyond your alcohol-free adventure. But anyway, enough of that. Let's hear from today's guest, Jerry Lyons. Welcome, Jerry, to the One Year No Beer podcast. See the way I did that? Pleasure to be here, Andrew. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's great to have you on. And there's loads for us to dive um, deeper into because we've known each other for quite a long while now. And just to give you the quick whistle stop tour of Jerry's background, came and took on a challenge, an alcohol-free challenge, very similar to myself in that regard. Came and did a, a mastermind course with me. And then on the back of that, loads of things have started to change. And there's this brilliant goal that's emerged, this meaning, this purpose that's emerged from this adventure, which we're going to get to today, which I think you're going to be really interested in. So just to kick it off, let's just sort of start with where you were originally and how you came to One You Know Beer. Okay, so probably we're going back probably two years and um, was sort of conscious that there's drinking too much. And coming from a sort of working class Irish background and, and a bit like yourself, played a bit of football as well. So there's that whole alcohol is everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Um, and was just getting a bit fed up with it. I was uh, just sort of tired. Um, I think you made a point in one of your podcasts with that rich role where you said it's like one of your beers for people that don't see themselves as alcoholics, but there's this massive, massive middle ground of people that think, well, oh, you know what, I could do with having a break from drinking. I was in that massive middle ground, 
Yeah. I, did, did, I look back and I think, did drinking affect what I do? And it definitely did. It definitely did. I think the, my clarity of thought is much better now. Um, so I became aware, I was sort of thinking, I've got to stop drinking. And it's this classic, you do it for a week, and then I did dry January, and, you know, it's like dry January, and in February the 1st, you think, you know what, I'm going to get dry. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? It's that so um, But then I saw the one year no beer uh, stuff coming up on Facebook and social media, and I forget why. I've got to be honest with you. I forget why I thought, well, I'm just going to give this a go. I think it was just at a point, as many people um, in one year no beer, of reach where they just think, well, I've got to do something. It can't go on like this. Um, so I did the I did the ninety day challenge. What was interesting? I did the ninety day challenge. No, I did a ninety day challenge on my own. April first, two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, two thousand and seventeen. Got absolutely hammered. It was at Easter Sunday. So I've done ninety days of alcohol free living and feeling great. Weight's dripping off me work is 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 going really well and as you get drunk out of my mind i feel like shit for the next god knows how many days probably a week um, and that's when i joined one year no beer after that unless i signed up for the 365 challenge oh right yeah and that makes sense and i think that's the route in for a lot of people as well i think that they'll have a few attempts at it and then go do you know what maybe there's a bit more to this than meets the eye maybe i'll find a tribe and all that sort of stuff and all the extra support because What's almost comical, as sad as it's comical, so many people make the same mistake. I certainly did. It's like, I've just achieved this. How am I going to celebrate? I'm going to do the exact thing that I've been trying to avoid for the last yeah, yeah. 90 days and all that good goodness and momentum and feeling great. And I'm just going to go and unwind it all now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I did that. And I mean, just uh, so when I started the 365, what I would say, and it's not it's not being a salesman or an ambassador for One Year No Beer, I don't think I could have done it without that support for One Year No Beer. Yeah. And the Facebook group and looking and you're listening to people and they're a bit further ahead in the journey, at sort of days of being alcohol-free ahead of you. And you start thinking, yeah, you know, I, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. That's what I've said to everyone, because if you'd have said to me, Andy, three years ago, oh, you know what, you'll be... 500 days without alcohol. It's about 525 days now. Is it? Yeah. Not that I'm counting. Not that <laughs> I'm, up that I'm looking at over there. Um, I'd have said, you're mad. So you're mad. Because I think it's I think one of the most interesting things that happened to me. I felt like I changed identity. I, yeah. I said it once in to someone. I said, it's almost like, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm spiritual at all, but giving up alcohol, it was almost like a, a rebirth. Because... Yeah. It just felt like everything was slightly different and new. Once your head clears, I think people have got to realise that. Because I think I was speaking to Wendy, my partner, funny enough today about it. I said it takes a long time, I think, for alcohol to sort of get out your system. I don't know if it's physiologically or mentally or whatever. But it took, it's taken ages for me to think, right, you know what, I feel tip top now. Yeah, and this is a brilliant point to even just pause on and dig a bit deeper into. It is that rediscovery, isn't it? It's not like a it's not like a new thing. It's actually reverting to who you really are, and that in itself takes a long while to find. Not only like the the obvious sort of physical symptoms of going alcohol free disperse pretty quickly, right? The first couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's all that like mental emotional baggage of I'm not the same person 
that I used to be, right? Because now I'm not swinging off the chandeliers at 2 a.m., for example. That was my big thing, right? I was known as the larger than life, the, the guy first in, last out. So suddenly that's gone, right? It's a huge part of your identity that constantly wants to sort of trip you up a bit and draw you back in because it's safe in there. You're used to being in there, even though it's causing you pain. Yeah. Like when you get a bit of space from it, it's like, I'm doing that thing that's causing me pain. But the fear of being really me and being vulnerable is almost so much that I want to go back. And, and that takes a lot of people yeah. a while to wrestle with and adjust with. Yeah, 100% with me. And, you know, like there's people would say, oh, don't be boring. I had others like saying, oh, being a bit of a weirdo, not drinking. Weirdo. And then like, I used to be a bit like yourself. I used to love going to the pub. But I didn't used to love. Now, when I step, yeah. step back, I don't love going to the pubs. Yeah. To be honest, I, I used to like drinking, but going to a pub, take it or leave it. So now that you have to sort of start uh, the chance to sort of step back from it and look and you start analysing things you did. Um, and one thing I will say is, it's funny, right? Probably about just after I did the year, I really fancy the drink. Really, really fancy to drink. If it was a hot day, if I murder a pint. And I was just got chatting to one of my mates on the phone. I said, what, what's happening with you? And he told me he was dying with a hangover. He'd been to football all day session. Next day, he's dying with a hangover. And it was at that moment, I think I committed to, to hopefully never drinking again. Because, I mean, I can't think of anything worse than a hangover now. No. It's worse than the worst man through times 10. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's... You can feel their pain, can't you? And you know, like when I still yeah, run, it's, I, kind of <laughs> it's like yeah, you just want to go. Oh, I couldn't. You know, and again, I'd run the, the the brokerage, and on a Friday morning, a couple of the lads would have overcooked it. Some of them had barely been to sleep, and I just look at them, and I, you know, that mirror neurons, right? Which is this whole thing where you actually pick up on their empathy and their vibe and their energy, and I just like. Oh my god! I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally relate to that. And it was just—it was almost like he was sent to keep me on the yeah. right path, as it were. Because after putting down the phone, I thought, right, I'm going for a run. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that—that's important. I think that's why uh, the one year no beer thing was really useful was to sort of say, right, you have to replace this big part of your life with something. So if Friday afternoons you would go from five o'clock and have a drink till ten o'clock. You need to, you need to find something to fill that gap. So with me, it was it was probably exercise. Went really hard on the exercise um, for, for for probably about three or four months. Really hard it just to fill that that gap, and, and that was really positive. But in terms of you know like how I am now, as I was compared to how I was two years ago, let's say, it's just totally different. Just yeah. much much better. You know? I'm yeah. like an evangelist, but yeah, I just feel much, much better. <laughs> and do you know what? It's interesting for you because you are you are a real character and you laugh a lot and you're comical and we'll get to that later on about the, the books and whatnot. Like, how did you find that side of it? Because for me, I love a laugh and a mess and I think that's why I'm drawn to you. You always, you know, crack me up in various things that you were doing. And um, for me, when I stopped drinking, there was always that fear, is life going to be boring? Am I not going to laugh again? Am my mate's going to think I'm boring? And actually, you find out that's the biggest load of shite ever because yeah, you yeah, laugh yeah. way more. You have, you know, I smile, you know, things make me laugh just as they used to make me laugh, but I don't carry around all this baggage. And also I think we fall into this mind trap of assuming the only time we laugh and have fun is when we're drinking. It's just so not true. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nonsense. It really is nonsense. 
happens because same thing, I thought, oh, that's one of the things. And people will say that to you. If people are going to say, oh, I'm going to have a break from drinking, oh, don't be daft. Do you know what I mean? Come on, you're going to be really boring. But I remember being out probably about six months ago, wherever we were, I can't remember. This shows you how memorable the night was. We were out in a pub and I can't literally remember. I just remember it. I'm not the boring one here. Yeah. It's like just saying the same old story. I thought it felt like, did I suddenly fall into Groundhog Day without nobody telling me? <laughs> Groundhog Night, it was like, because everyone's having the same conversation. The same conversation would come back to much happier. And I think for some people, they douse their unhappiness with alcohol. Do you know what I mean? If I look back now, one thing I would say is uh, being alcohol free does give you a chance to reflect. So I reflect back to when I was 16, 17. I was super positive, really super positive kid. Do you know what I mean? Thought I could do anything. It would be unconfident, but. I was positive thinking. I was into that sort of positive mindsets and stuff like that. Then you start drinking, and I, I, no one can be positive with a hangover. Yeah, if you've got a bad hangover. It's in, it, I think it must be. I don't know, but if there's a study about it, you just can't be positive because you're dying. Do you know what I mean? But not dying yeah. literally, but do you know what I mean. It feels like you are, and your positivity probably is dying as well. So, my creativity, uh, interest in life, I'd say as well. I've, I've like discovered interest now that I would never have thought, well, sort of I was interested in, but now that I've sort of got this time, do you know what I mean? Because you, when you don't drink, you've got, especially if you get up early, probably got another day out of the week. Yeah. 18 hours in the day, yeah? You've probably got an extra day a week. Not yeah. a month, a week. You're getting up early, you're feeling fresh. You can go a bit longer in the day. You can be switched on uh, far more. And, um, you get more out of life. Yeah, and that's, that's so true. And this is all the stuff, again, back to that boring tag, right? And it is one to sort of hit over the head a little bit because that trips up so many people. And I've actually come to the conclusion, and I was guilty of it, it's the drinker's last stand because there's nothing, they've got nothing in the tank, they've got nothing in the armory to say why you shouldn't drink apart from, because they can't say it's good for your health, blah, 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 it's going to make you more successful. They know all that stuff's not true. Hmm. The one thing they've got is to say, you're boring. Yeah. And as you said, not only does life get better, you get all this time, right, that just didn't exist before. And in yeah. that time, if you use it wisely, and back to what you said earlier, it's about channeling that time, isn't it? Like putting it into exercise or your career or your relationships. Life just gets better and better. Yeah. And that positivity angle, like, and, and let's just flip that into like mental health. That's what it is, right? It's that anxiety, that cloud, that kryptonite that hangs around for days. And that's gone. Yeah. And then you compound that and you get consistent with it. It's a total game changer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a million percent. Because it's like, it's it's not a miracle cure. Shit's going to happen still. But the way you deal with what, or the way I think I can deal with stuff now without drink is incredible. Before, things that would make me anxious now, I think. Yeah, it's sort of water off a duck's back yeah, type of scenario. We'll be able to handle it. That's the, That's often said in our house. Yeah, we can handle that. Exactly. And then you build that confidence that you can deal with anything that life throws at you, like with a clear head and keep up your consistency and your momentum. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to smash a load of booze in and try and block this thing out, which yeah. is the knee jerk for like a lot of people. And historically, it was definitely for me. It's like, do you know what? I'm going to face up to this thing now and deal with it and move on. And yeah. there's loads of confidence in that, you know, like real, like deep, visceral type of confidence that I can deal with anything. Yeah. no matter what comes my way, the good and the bad. Yeah. Um, and then on that, you know, you're building up all this lovely momentum. And then I guess part of that, you came to do a mastermind. Course. Which, yeah, that was probably three months into to the, the 365 day, the 365 day challenge. So I did the mastermind course 
and that again was that was a birthday treat to myself i thought you know what this is it's funny isn't it because i remember looking at how much it was and it's not that much really at all but you look at it and think, oh yeah oh but really that's a couple of good nights out yeah do you know what i mean a couple of good nights out with taxis and crap food and and that sort of stuff so got on the mastermind i found that really it didn't know so much you know what that was great from a giving up the booze type perspective but what was even better is it just it just reignited my that sort of brain i had as a teenager just thinking, oh you know what there's a lot of possibilities out there do you know what i mean and starting you know the thing on the mastermind course where you do the values yeah i'd never realized it until i wrote it down but certain things like to be honest mucking about um doing a good job for people as well that was it's always important to me but with my day-to-day work i want to do a good job for people um doing the right thing and being a good dad so they're, they're, they're things I really value and a good partner. And I looked at them and I thought, if I was drinking, I'm not doing any of those properly yeah. to full yeah. 100% potential. Do you know what I mean? So the thing that I think the mastermind, uh, was it six weeks, was it, or two? Months? Yeah, it was, it was six weeks yeah. then, yeah. So the six weeks of the mastermind, not only are you surrounded by people that are on your side within the group and they come yeah. up with ideas, it's like a great idea, Paul, to live life a little bit better yeah yeah you know what i mean so you think oh yeah i've never thought of it like that so i'm gonna i'm gonna do that and it was just i don't like the phrase game changer right um unless you're Lionel messi or oh, i can't stop saying it yeah i know it's just becoming pretty <laughs> you but I, I don't like the phrase. i think because i say to my clients don't say that it's, it's getting cliched and hackneyed it is yeah you're right it was a game changer no i have to go back to it. <laughs> it, it, it was definitely the thing that accelerated everything else because I think you start writing down goals, you live to your values. You know, when you're living to your values, what you value, naturally you feel better. I think anyway, I can only speak from my own experience. And it was just brilliant. It was just absolutely six weeks. I've got the, I'm in my office now, but I've got the, the, the printouts or somewhere. And I refer back to them only like every couple of months. I'm not studying it like a religious sort of tract or something like that. But, um, yeah, yeah, just that, that point around the values is so important, isn't it? And I think that's the sort of work that's so simple in many ways, but it's super powerful, isn't it? Because most yeah. people just never pause long enough to think, what is it I actually value? You don't actually make that connection unless you do something like a mastermind or you just pause for a minute. And actually, that is the beauty of the whole alcohol-free thing, isn't it? I think it gives you that bit of clarity and it also makes you realise that you're not immortal and that maybe there are other things and other opportunities yeah. out there that you hadn't quite thought that were there before and gives you that little bit of space to try new things and actually yeah. maybe do something invest in yourself like you look at it and go i'm not going to invest in that and then actually when you think about it it's just like two nights out or yeah. we spend more money on our bloody cars than we do yeah. on ourselves yeah yeah invest in yourself and see what happens and then yeah. all of a sudden you align with your values that yeah. starts to flow into your life the momentum from going alcohol free and like magical things start to happen. So what are the, some of the stuff that started to flow into your life and then we'll move through to all right. So in terms of uh, just health-wise, for example, yeah. yeah, physical health, much better. I think I lost six kilos during the, the period of sort of uh, being alcohol-free. Um, taking up new new things. Yeah. Um, so t- taking up a lot of new things. Mm-hmm. Having more time. Started getting up at five or six o'clock in the morning. And that sounded good. But I, I did three months at 5 a.m. And that was great. Now it's kind of 6 a.m. 
yeah um, you've still got an hour head start above beyond everybody else sort of thing. um work-wise i've had my best year to date um and really yeah yeah, yeah. I'm looking up on the board definitely and there's more to come you know because uh, it's got the energy yeah yeah where before i was just oh, just you know like oh, just getting by I mean, yeah. and now you've got energy i think now right I'm give this what is it that you do for the day job just explain um i uh, write content for estate agents so i used to be a journalist then a pr man and now i've seen this this sort of gap in the market to write uh, articles for estate agents so i run a membership club for estate agents and they pay a monthly fee i do articles for them and it, it's good because i'm i love writing love being creative where, wherever i can so that that ticks that box but talking of create creation this is what this is one thing a point that i've thought i've got to try to make this point for people i think when you give up alcohol when you go alcohol free for even if it's for a year or 90 days or 28 days you're starting to like slowly unlock your potential we've all got potential to be better every one of us do you know what i mean um and i'd had i'd written down a kid's book for my daughter look at it i wouldn't say kids book. i wrote down a story for my daughter a bedtime story and um then i read it to my wife and she said oh this, you know what this is this is really good um so then spoke to an illustrator and uh you know i thought yeah let's just do this because you know why not basically you know? yeah i had no grand plan i didn't think when i was giving up booze or doing the mastermind you know what? i'm gonna write kids books <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there was no it was just something i just did i had the energy to do it and then we turned that kid story and those drawings into that little book there which i've sent you a copy i remember yeah, and for those of because this will go out as, as audio, it's what's the title of the book? Oh, right, sorry. So it's called Spot the Different. Um, and it's just this, funnily enough, I was thinking about this, right? It's a story about a little girl not fitting in. And she's worried about not fitting in. And she meets a ladybird that shows her, you know, it's cool to be yourself. And then he introduces her to this gang of animals that have all got a difference about them. So there's a, I don't know, there's a camel that hasn't got a hump, there's a flea that won't jump. You know, like all those sort of things. A dog that a dog that's not going to bark. So, but I sort of thought of it, and I thought it's almost like when you give up alcohol and you're in a group that likes drinking, you almost you're not fitting in. And I felt that. I felt, oh god, I'm going to drink. I'm not really fitting in with my little social circle. And the book is kind of, and it was never meant consciously to be like that. It's, but it's say to kids, it's aimed at five to eight year olds. Look, it's cool to be yourself. There's, and it's a point I make whenever I'm signing the books, is there's 7.5 billion people in the world, but there's only one you. There's only one person exactly, exactly like you. I think that's an important point for kids because I, I saw my daughter, she got it straight away. She was only, she's only seven, but her mates, I've gone into the school, talk about it um, with her friends and, and they get it. Um, and then off the back of that, We've got another book in uh, the pipeline. I mean, Andy, Andy Willard, I've got to give him a name check. Great illustrator, great bloke. And um, we've got another book. So our first print one sold out in four weeks. We've got the second print one coming in some some point, I think next week. So it's spun off from there. We've been selling books in Australia, America. Um, really unexpectedly. I mean, listen, I ain't making like JK Rowling money. <laughs> we oh, yeah. really nice. Um, but it's just, it would never, ever, ever have been possible if I was drinking. 100%. Yeah. 
And what's brilliant about the story, and we'll, we'll dig a bit deeper into it, is that like, momentum that you gain from going alcohol-free, then the mastermind and that reflection on your values. And then almost that energy led you down this new path, this creative path, which again has a tie back in many ways to being alcohol-free. And maybe that was wrestling around in, in the subconscious. But the fact that you had the courage like to try something new, to be creative, they're the things that I think get held back. That is when I talk about this kryptonite that sits on your shoulders. And imagine how many times or opportunities we just don't make that first move or be courageous because we're a little bit jaded or a little bit tired. And you remove it and you have stepped into the arena and it takes tons of courage, right, to put yourself out there and write a book of any sort, especially a kid's book. And now here you are, right, this thing gathering momentum and now you're on your second book. Which is second, yeah, yeah, it's in, in um, it's written. Uh, we're going to send the stuff to to Andy, the the illustrator, and that one, um, I've got real high hopes for because it's something I'm really I can't give too much away, but it's to do with again, it's the messages. It's about positive thinking for kids, and it's about believing in yourself and then challenging the status quo, and don't do things that you think people want you to do. Do things that you want to do within reason. You know, kids have got to behave to a point. But it's about kids sort of like singing, right, if it's a boy who wants to do ballet, go and do ballet. Don't listen to clowns in America. No offence to our American listeners. But, um, you know, the Prince George example recently, about that he wanted to do ballet and some host on Good Morning America starts sort of slagging him off, basically. We've got to teach kids, be yourselves. They're under so much pressure to be what social media wants them to be, yeah. what want to be. Go out and be yourself. I mean, what you were saying there about the opening up the creativity, it's almost like going to alcohol free is like a, it introduces, it gives you the keys to a big mansion, right? This is where I've been thinking about it recently. So you got alcohol free, walk up to this mansion, you've got the keys to get into this mansion, right? Open up and there's a, there's loads and loads of doors available to go into, you know, really good, good, fantastic looking doors. First door is health straight away. That's the, that's I think most people can find, oh, I felt better this morning. Yeah. You know, followed by or at the same time mental health that's another room to get into improve your mental health you know another room relationships so, so you going into all these rooms you don't go into them all at once because that'd be crazy and it's not a miracle cure giving up the booze or going alcohol free but then for me it was just, i'm going into rooms like creativity um, and i see entre- like running a business as being creative you know i think it's absolutely yeah so that I'm going into there. I'm exploring interests deeper than I've ever explored before. I always had an interest in boxing, but now I'm getting involved with a local boxing club. You know what I mean? To try and help them out and sort of just just follow my passion, sort of thing. Yeah. And these are things that were all I won't say they're even dormant. They were suppressed. By yeah, that's, that's it. Just really held down. It's almost like you know, some people think alcohol's a friend. It ain't because a good friend's going to let you go and do what you want to do. Alcohol sort of just keeps you stuck um don't get me wrong I, I, I can be around people that have a couple of drinks and this one they've got no problem with that just come back from an all-inclusive holiday people are having a drink at all times of the day last year when i went on the all-inclusive holiday i felt a bit more oh, you know oh, these people drinking now but i think people got to remember it gets easier and easier and easier yeah absolutely and it's such a habit to not drink do you know what I mean? And, and to go back to this sort of alcohol-free mansion, there's a, there's a business opportunity for the for you. Know, <laughs> you and Rory opened up the alcohol-free mansion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With new things at every door. Yeah. But it's, it's 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 like limitless. I think it's because because you're not dousing your positivity with alcohol. 
because it's a depression. We all know that. It just opens up your mind and you, it, the world is becomes a more, a more accessible place. All, all the things that you wanted to try. Yeah, um, and even sticking with that brilliant metaphor, it's exactly that. It's like that mansion is always there. It's available for you. But when you're drinking, you haven't got the right key. You can't exactly. Get- Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you can't be asked to walk up the path. <laughs> yeah, you can't be asked to open the door. Exactly. Oh, God, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And everything's, everything's a hassle. Where sort of going out cold free, everything feels like there's an opportunity there. Yeah, and that's, that's... there's a lot more opportunities in the world when you're alcohol free, I think. Yeah, and just coming back to the book writing and the kids' books and whatnot, which I think is another important message behind this, because a lot of people go alcohol-free or in general, and they're looking for that meaning and they're looking for purpose. And it's a bit like, how am I going to work this out? There's a panic almost that comes over them. And that's one of the reasons we set up the mastermind groups, because so many people were getting to sort of 90 days and going, oh, for the first time ever, I'm thinking about what does life hold for me? What is my meaning and purpose? And what's really interesting, I think, about your stories that and I, I say this a lot of the time trying to figure out your meaning and purpose from a stand-in start is so difficult it's mm. almost impossible but what you need is momentum in a direction and that's exactly what you did you went out goal free you went on the mastermind started to change your world creativity started to enter your world before you know it you just sort of played around with a book you sort of wrote a book you had a book illustrated boom from nowhere you've created this sort of new deep meaning and purpose in your life through momentum rather than figuring it out before you started and i think that's a really important message 100 percent, because it's like i didn't if you'd have said to me two years ago oh you're going to end up writing children's books um and selling them i said i can't see it that but then it's like it's just an unexpected chain of events and you, you just start thinking well things are possible so it's a bit like you summed up there started writing a book the reason i wrote a book because i like being creative and I like mucking about so I did it to muck about with my daughter so I was writing it like a little quick rap song for her and she loved it but then you've got uh, off the back of the mastermind so you're, you're, you're tying your values up but also you're doing something really simple which I thought was writing down the goals so I wrote down I've, it's, it's coming down at the moment so we're having some work done here in the office I wrote down write a book run a marathon and earn a certain amount over a 12-month period I've earned a certain amount. I've written two books now. The marathon's going to have to wait because I've got hips worse than my granny's. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the only one. But I'm going to find something else to do that. I think I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm, I'm still going to have a physical goal, but it might be, I don't know, walk the South Downs or something like that. So. Yeah, and that's a brilliant story around goals. And that's exactly the way to set goals, right? You put those big lofty goals in, two of those massive goals you've achieved, right? And you've overachieved because you're on your second book now. And then some goals you have to adapt because actually you go, that's not right for me now. Like running a marathon is probably going to do you no good, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and I think don't be afraid to, or, or anyone shouldn't be afraid. And I'm certainly not now. I was, I'd write down goals. And if I didn't achieve them, like, oh, you're useless. You can't achieve those goals. But I've looked back on some of my notes from my diaries a couple of years ago. I think that's not really me. I don't want to be sort of working with big corporate agencies. That was one of my goals. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I got that idea from, Andy. Because that's yeah. totally the opposite of the people. I want to be working with independent people rather than some sort of people plugged into a corporate machine. So don't be afraid to change your goals. 
Yeah, and I think that's part of the process as well. I think when you get that clarity and you get, you know, you start to align with your values, that's a big part of the whole mastermind thing is then you can actually start to choose goals that are in line with yeah. who you are yeah. and where you're going. And, and, and clarity is such an important word yeah. because I was thinking about some of the mistakes I've made in the past in, in business. And I just wish that I had the clarity now. Uh, sorry, yeah, the clarity that I've got now, I wish I had back then. Because there's no yeah. way I'd be making those mistakes because I know what I want. I know what ticks my boxes. I know uh, what makes me happy. Um, and a lot of that comes from having a clarity of a clear mind, not to pickle your brain with alcohol. Yeah. And that consistency as well, isn't it? That you're showing up, right? As, as Jerry, yeah. day yeah. in, day out. And that's, that's huge, not only in the office, but at home as well, you know, yeah. if your daughter and your partner and whatnot. Yeah. And then just coming back to the sort of the book before we, wrap it up where are you now with the book how can people find right. out more about you and the next yeah. book and all this sort so of stuff? if they want to have a look at the book probably the best place to go is the website that's dedicated to the book which is www.spottthedifferent.co.uk um if you google spot the different book it probably hopefully comes up somewhere but probably visit the website there's a facebook page spot the different We've got loads of different plans for it as well to keep spreading the, like a range of books that spread positive messages for kids. So spot the spot the different book is about being being who you are, being proud to be yourself, uh, embracing the differences in others. The next book is going to be more about you know have the belief in yourself to do stuff. You know, so it's all all, all going to be positive positive messages for kids. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm not sort of I'm not putting any limits on where it could go. Um, I'm just sort of going with the flow, just yeah, staying alcohol free, and that's it. You know Getting I mean? out there and into the world, and who knows where where it ends. And, and as you, you know, I think you're fully aligned with it, and that's why it's bringing you meaning and purpose. If it helps one child, that's a massive bonus, right? And if yeah. it goes on to help tens or hundreds of thousands or millions, even yeah, you know, again, these are all just sort of cherries yeah. on the cake, as it were. You know what it is as well. I was thinking about this, right? There's so much negativity in the world. Yes, yeah, so true. Right. But don't moan about negativity if you're not doing anything positive. Because otherwise, if you're just sitting on your hands, you know, thinking, oh, everything's bad, well, who are you to moan? Do something about it. Yeah. And it could be something tiny, I don't know, knock on your old neighbour's door and ask them, do they want anything from the shops? Or just something, just smile at a stranger. You know, it's little things. Oh, that's so cliche. These things matter. Yeah. You know? Just don't moan about negativity, do something positive. Love it. I'll give you a great example, right? I was watching um, the troll uh, cartoon with my daughter, and I think they're called the Bergens, and they've got to eat a troll. They think they think they've got to eat a troll to be happy. Yeah. And my daughter, this is this kids are great, man. Kids are kids are wiser than us, especially me. <laughs> she turned around, and she went, Oh daddy, I get it. I went, What's that love? She went, it's a bit like drinking beer. People think they've got to drink beer to be happy. A bit like the trolls being eaten by the bird. Do you see what I mean? Genius. And I just went, yeah. And then, got it. That's my daughter. That's my girl. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. it. I mean, anyone thinking about doing the alcohol free or the mindset or, or one, you know, beer, just do it. Just just, just do it. Because I, I get a lot of people asking me, oh, are you still doing it? And you can see they're thinking. And, and it's, it's people that were calling me a weirdo, by the way. One guy right. in particular, I remember. And I will point this out to him after this because we're good friends. But now he's like, yeah, I, I've had a break for two weeks. I feel great. 
Yeah, exactly. Nothing weird about it anymore or, or boring and all that sort of stuff. And that that is a really important message there that you said a couple of things. One about there is so much negativity in the world, but let's not just moan about it. Go out there and actually counteract it with some positivity, whether that's a cup of tea, a smaller neighbor or a book. And also that your actions, the good actions, those positive actions, they spread, right? And people pick up on it and what people think is weird today they've embraced themselves tomorrow and i'm sure you've influenced your friends more than you ever realize yeah. if you know what i mean to, to get up and do something positive it's like i'm a big believer in this sort of saying i've been mulling about with called everything echoes so everything we do echoes in one way or another you know i, I think it's called butterfly effect or something like that somebody yeah you know? but it's so true because everything you do if you cut somebody up when you're driving that person's gonna be pissed off and somehow that's gonna knock back knock back yeah you yeah. know what it's like yourself the other day, I was looking for change at the car park. Some old deer comes by, drives past, winds down the window. Excuse me, love, I've got an hour on the ticket. I thought, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, and then I think I did. Now I'm thinking next time I get, I'm in that opportunity, I'm going to do exactly the same thing. You know, with the parking ticket, or, you know, the. Exactly. It's that positivity spreads yeah, just yeah. equally. It, the... Everything echoes. So yeah. it just goes on and on and on. And that's why I think it's nice to be in a position where you're spreading that message, right, via books and whatnot, because it's the same thing. If there was one little kid who's more positive or their parents, right? And the great thing about books like this is the parents read it and what's going into the parents yeah. is that same subtle message, which they need to hear, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, as we're, all, as we're all big kids. One, one yeah. thing that I've really actually, out of all the profound things I've sort of learned from the alcohol-free journey, it is probably that thing, right, about myself this is i don't really i'm not a really serious person i'm not the sort of person you want to sit down and discuss philosophy with <laughs> yeah. i'd rather we discuss the, the work of will ferrell <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah yeah, yeah. That, that was one of the things and that, i mean everyone will discover different things about themselves if they do the masterminds they do one you know bearing on this sort of stuff just like take time for themselves but mine was i like mucking about being creative do you know what I mean? I'm drawn to people that want to have fun. Do you know what I mean? Definitely yeah, and I think... To a point. Yeah. And that's exactly that. I think we all do. And I think life has become so serious and yeah. um, focused. And there is so much negativity in the world. So it's just lovely to see that your passion shining through and flowing out into these books. I think it's absolutely marvellous. And we'll wrap it up there. And what we'll do is when the next one comes out, we'll get you on again. Yeah, we'll great stuff. Similar yeah. to this, and we'll, we'll give that a little lift That'll as well. early next year, probably looking at... February for when it uh, comes off the print. Press. Brilliant. And talking about books early next year, my own second book, I get a chance to mention Which I'm now. about to pre-order. You're about to pre-order. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on Amazon. Let's do this. Available now on pre-order on Amazon. If you, is that what it's uh, called? Let's do this. I thought you were giving me a command. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's, one, it's called let's do this, but let's yeah use yeah, that yeah. as a conscious command to go onto Amazon and pre-order it right now. Will but do. on that bombshell we'll uh, wrap it up jerry's been an absolute pleasure you're a superstar brilliant story i'm sure everyone's gonna enjoy it that's great cheers andy thanks for your time top man thanks for listening to the one year no beer podcast for a full list of episodes and to join in the challenge yourself head on over to oneyearnobeer.com one